Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, set your sleep timers because it's time for Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Uh, if you guys can use your uh, the Amazon link at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon when you do your holiday shopping, it'd be a huge help to support this show. And this episode is dedicated to the memory of uh, Jennifer B's mom and Charlie S's father. And then Mary H. and to Ian and Laura, my friends. We'll be keeping all of you in our hearts, and we hope you all sleep well. Thanks. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is the rest? This might be your first time here. You might be like, what is this? What? I'm sorry. What? I thought you were getting me a fruitcake for Christmas. What is this digital nonsense? And I say, Jesus, how did my Nana get into this intro? That, and you, you might even be saying it. And, and I would say, in situations like this, maybe, luckily this is an imaginary podcast, or there's imaginary parts, so pull over, you know, feel free to put your pillow over your head, or your cover over your head, or both. At any time, whether it's my imaginary Nana or, you know, just you get sleepy, you say, well, geez, I want to see, I'd like to see how cool the pillow is on the top of my head. I don't know, I guess, I don't know when I got into balancing, this might be weird, it's not a pro tip, this isn't even a pro-am tip, Uh, this might be a garbage tip, like it's already in the garbage, you check it, you say, well, I could, but, you know, What's that called? A reuse tip? You say, well, gee, somebody threw it out, but uh, I think I can make something out of that tip that Scooter gave. I, I've i been doing this, I, I guess, maybe for longer. It's always long. They say, well, you've been doing that for 20 years, Scoots. And I say, really? Like, I just, this is so far off of the topic. That is off the topic. Uh, but I shared a song from Town, and then I looked, and it was from 25 years ago. Now, I don't think I saw Town till like, a tour, like, 10 years ago or 6 years ago. But I was like, what in the heck? Uh, anyway, so here's, a, here's something I do is I like to balance a pillow on top of my head. Like loosely, because I don't want it, you know, too much on my head. And I know sometimes that comforts me one out of 60 times in in a night, you know, one out of 60 tries. If I'm, you know, if my tossing and turning is, is high. But if your tossing and turning is high, you might be new here. You might say, what is it? What's, okay, yeah, to the old woman that was expecting a nut cake and got a nut case. And that was an accidental segue, but she might say, did he just say segue? Those, those, why would you, why can't a security guard just walk the mall? I don't understand it. He's got to race around, and then he's getting on his anyway. And I'd say it to you, oh boy. And then this is not a nutcake. 
And I say, ma'am, it's called a fruitcake, by the way. I, I make that mistake all the time. Hey, ma'am, come on. Why don't you say, I'm not half bad. It, okay, I'm not all bad if you get to know me. Okay, young man. Like, I have this nice, look at this, I'm rubbing your seat for you to prepare it for you, for your, for, for you, uh, you know, and show you how, how, how I want you to sit here. See, I'm comfortably patting your seat. Oh, yes, young man, you're prepping, yeah, just like a cat, you know. Do you have any cats, ma'am? Well, I do not. I do not have any cats, but I enjoy I enjoy looking at cat cards. Well, ma'am, I was just telling the listeners here, usually I'm better at setting up the intro, but this is a podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Why well, would turn out my lights? Okay, okay. Don't worry, ma'am. I'll explain it to you more in detail. But what I'm going to do is create a safe place. Uh, where you could set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing. I see your fingers up, ma'am. I will get to your question. But whatever's uh, distracting you or, you know, pulling you off topic with visual clues or maybe your body is uh, something's going on with you physically and that's keeping you up at night or you're going through something, some tough times. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm not going to get to the point. I'm going to, um, you know, what she says, are you with me? So I'm going to, you know, say, get to, sh- I'm going to go right off topic to this wonderful old woman sitting here who has been, is that natural the way you were shaking, you were shaking your head for my attention, right? Yes, young man, I wanted to say. You're, you, 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 do you know what enunciation is? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm. Uh, this is like. Uh, have you heard of unenunciation? Uh, un, 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 like they have alt humor, alt art. Well, I'm. I'm practicing a little something called alt English. It's like. Uh, it's unenunciation. I don't find that funny, young man. I used to teach English, so you know. I'm a practitioner of the Oxford comma. Ma'am, you seem so wonderful. I'll tell you what, the odds of me understanding what an Oxford comma are are right up there with words like meta, irony. I don't have anything against these things. They're just a little bit beyond me. Uh, do, do you believe me? No, young man, you need to apply yourself. Yeah, ma'am, could I finish your so to to a program in a northern European country that might be able to help me? Oh, oh that would be nice, young man. So anyway, tell me about this nut 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 cast you have. Well, I'd rather call it a fruit fruit nut cast, like fruit cake cast. Can we call it that, ma'am? Okay, go ahead. Well, it's just since you brought it up, uh, podcast is a little bit like one of those things. Uh, similar, so the podcast is made to take your mind off of whatever is keeping you up at night. Are you with me so far? I'm, I cannot, I'm hearing what you're saying. And a little bit like a nut, nut cake case, whatever the heck, it's circular. The podcast tends to go, the podcast can go in circles a little bit. I like to circle, I like to put a little bit of everything in there because I can never tell. Again, like we're having trouble, is it, is it fruit or nuts in there? And if it's fruit. Okay, it's not earthly fruit. Clearly, something's been done to this. Like, it did one of those Kellogg 
one of those people in all those books. Have you read any of those books, ma'am, about the uh, commoditization of food and, you know, sugar, salt, fat? That's the one I think of recently. Or, or anything done by our wonderful friend, Eric Schlosser. Schlosser Eric Schlosser. Schlosser. Uh, yes, man. I've heard, I mean, yes, young man. I, I, okay, keep going. You're, 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 you're incubating a metaphor. Uh, you're getting catching up on this podcast quicker than I thought. So, like the nut cake, cake, fruit nut, fruit thing. There's a bunch of different things in there, and, and usually on a first couple of listens, people will be like, "What the hell is that thing? Is that a cherry, or a date, or a cherry date, or some sort of manufactured?" And then even and then you might taste it. Like people start trying to listen and understand. They say, "What?" What the heck is this flavor? It kind of tastes like eggnog blended with gummy bears and something else. Uh, but every once in a while, you'll hit something, you'll say, well, this isn't bad. Uh, or you might say, well, at least I didn't get this as a gift. I gave it to, you know, someone. Or they say, okay, well, they say, at least there's something in my mouth, so I'm not speaking my mind when my, you know, crazy Uncle Benji talks about whatever the heck has been in the news lately. So I can, you know, this is really good to to, to, to jump down on. It's dense. That's another thing about this podcast. You know, I'm, I can, you know, I can be a bit dense. It's, it's not, I'm not putting you on, ma'am. I don't know what Oxford comma is. Can I pat your knee when I say that? I'm starting to believe you, young man. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and so this is, that's what I do. Is like I just sit here, just like the two of us, and we might not see eye to eye, even though I'm trying. You know, I'm I'm at your level. I'm maintaining the boundaries, but I'm I'm trying to use the techniques I've heard of to say, well, let me put you at ease, ma'am. I'm not I'm not a threat here. It's a safe place. Almost like if the two of us were said, are we having a reasonably tolerable conversation, ma'am? You described it perfectly, young man. Thank you. Thank you for calling me that. Um, what if the two of us were having this conversation? We called in a, a fruitcake. I think they're called fruitcakes. I want to call them nutcakes. I think nutcakes are one of those delicious things the uh, the hobbits used to cook. Or seed cakes, maybe they cooked. But anyway, this fruitcake, what if we called in? Hey, fruitcake, come on over here. This is a, this is a ma'am. I, I never caught you. You're, are you a Mildred? I I could. I will go by a Mildred. Uh, anonymous or Mildred is fine. Okay, fruitcake. This is Mildred. Could I call you? Uh, uh, we'll just call you fruitcake. Uh, oh, fruitcake doesn't have a mouth. You'd think since he's only auditorily animated, you know his mouth. You'd think the hole in the middle would move to talk, but it doesn't. So anyway, fruitcake. Me and this lovely Mildred here were saying that we kind of feel like you got it rough. And you have probably have a rough holiday season. Fruitcake is nodding. And I just, I don't know if I had a point to call you over and just say, we, we it's a tough season for everybody. But maybe for fruitcakes, it's a little bit tougher. Maybe as tough as it is to freaking eat you and then digest you. But you'd say, hey, I got to be tough because I'm a fruitcake. It's a tough world out there. I don't know how many times we're going to be regifted. 
I love it. Hopefully there's a, you know, a good podcast out there that will do, that has done or will do a fruitcake episode and say, hey, fruitcake, this is what the hell it is. And, and say it in a respectful and loving way, or at least like a friendly way. Like say, hey, this fruitcake, it didn't, never hurt anybody. Man, young man. Oh, wait, excuse me. She, the old woman wants to say something about you. The lovely woman. I can't, I can't guarantee that fruitcakes haven't, okay, yeah. But this particular fruitcake has never been digested, so it's never hurt anybody. But anyway, um, this is kind of the podcast, folks. If this is your first time here, sometimes the metaphors, as is, is, is this Mildred, you could, oh, Mildred's asleep. See how fast that went? She's actually, well, that's brilliant. Holy mackerel. I looked away. That wasn't even a second. I think that was a millisecond. And she's taken the the, the fruitcake, and she's made some sort of fruitcake pillow. And I don't know if any, you know, I don't know if any of my lawyers are listening that I don't pay or hear from with all the books I want to protect that, I, you know, book titles I made up. Uh, but this fruitcake pillow is looking like a possible business idea because she has her head nestled in there. Her ear is nestled in there. Is that, And she's... Uh, well, she just rolled over. Now she's, wow. It really, and it has a, it's a dense pillow, but she, you know, she's asleep on my kitchen table. So, so anyway, that's the podcast. It's a strange thing. A strange thing, no doubt about it. It's a bit like, you know, like we said, it's a nutcase with a nutcake. You say, hey, can, what's that sleep podcast you listen to? Well, you say, well, last episode he was calling himself the uh, nursery roommate. This episode, he said he's a nutcake with a nutcase. I think. Yeah, and he said, okay, a nutcase in a nutcake. Cool. Are you going to bring that to Christmas Eve, a nutcase in a nutcake? No, nutcake in a nutcase. I think. Like, okay, how many woodchucks does that take? Be A bunch, probably. Actually, we threw the fruitcakes to the woodchucks, and they ignored it, believe it or not. And that's kind of what your brain does. You, eventually, with this podcast, you'll start listening. I'll attempt to engage you. And you'll say, well, geez, what's this guy talking about? He's talking. Maybe I could stop thinking for a minute and listen to him. He sounds nice enough. He put that old woman to sleep, Mildred. And now he's just talking. And as he say, okay, well, I guess I don't... It's kind of like the uh, when 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 I put the nut, the fruit cake out for the woodchucks, they say, "Well, they come and sniff it, right? It gets their attention." And eventually, they ignore. They say, "Well, this isn't this is not a uh, safe to eat." Or maybe ideally, they give it to the beavers. Beavers use it as building material, or maybe the beavers use it as pillow, beaver pillows. Maybe not me. No, no, don't, no. I don't need to start any, tra- I don't need any trappers getting a hold of me. Uh, forget I said that. Uh, pillows for beavers. We, we wouldn't call them beaver pillows again. You see, Jesus, but this metaphor did not, uh, it, it was incubating, but it didn't, you know, it didn't, Scooter wasn't able to, you know, he, he dropped the, uh, the autoclave or whatever. So, uh, that's it. It's a podcast of what you sleep. I try to take your mind off this stuff, distract you. And that's it. I, I'm glad you're here. 
and I hope I help you fall asleep. If you, if this doesn't work for you, you know, try it a couple times, see what happens. Okay. Thanks for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes can be found on there. Uh, you can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. Uh, we have, uh, I want to thank Chris Bosey Bosterson, who's editing this episode. Thank you, Chris. He's at Sounds Like an Earful Podcast. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Laura on our artwork. We have a Facebook group over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank our moderators, Jennifer B. in particular, Julie C., Rachel L. The G., Lie to Lie, Laura and Alexandra. I want to thank Latitude over on our subreddit over at sleepingpodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank everyone that's been using our Amazon link over at sleepingpodcast.com slash Amazon. And that's what's helping us pay Christy Chris. And that's what's helping us pay Chris Posty Posterson to edit those episodes. So thank you so much for that. I want to thank Laura P. who put me in her newsletter. It's really an honor uh, to be in her newsletter. It's uh, the only male artist ever be featured. So I don't even know what to say about that other than thank you. And that'll be in the show notes. So all of you should check it out. It's a feminist pop culture newsletter, very well written. So all you editors out there that are listening, make sure to check it out and subscribe. It'll be in the show notes. And that way you can offer Laura a job or just money, you know, one or the other, or, you know, money for her writing. So thank you so much. I want to thank Aaron for his uh, his help on the website. He's going to help. He's doing some help there. I want to thank Tara, a.k.a. Tara, for all her help. And then I heard from Zachary over at the Productivity Show. I haven't had a chance to listen to his podcast, but he's got a podcast called The Productivity Show. And hopefully we'll work out a interview later on in 2016 there. If, you, if you're working it, we could all be more productive. So uh, if you want, check out his podcast. He's using this podcast to put him to sleep. So, you know, be mad, you know. Maybe you could get more sleep, you know, if you learn some tips over there. So check that out, the Productivity Podcast. Probably it's on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are consumed. And I think that's everything. Yeah, so uh, let's get on to the show. Hey, everybody, it's the Scooter here. I know this is episode three of our holiday series, uh, Claude Neon Report, I guess this is what I'm calling it. I don't know what I called it last week. But this week I'm calling it the Claude Neon Report. Here's the tapes that have just come in from Claude Neon. Thank you, Scooter. This is Claude Neon reporting. And during my last report, we had just finished up. We had just gotten word we were not in touch with the North Pole, that the power was out there, and we had lost communication. And I'm just as just as in, dark, in the dark as you are, folks. You're trying to piece together what is lore from my childhood, what is real. And Roberta Kloss was talking about these bell snickels. And I, I said, she said, I thought I wasn't sure if it was Bell Snickle, Bell Snickles. 
But, you know, just moments ago, this is a quick report. I'm fine. Roberta sat us down and she said, these, these bell snickles. It was like she was, I was watching her using the magical map, using her writing. As her, she said, the power was slowly fading. She was going back and forth, almost like she was filing with paper and pen, and like in a TV procedural. She was going through files, putting them, this was all with, with just a few pieces of paper. And she was telling us the, world, the globe had started to crawl with these bell snickles. And what I pictured him ahead of later, as Roberta just moments ago explained to me, she said, it's not really that scary, Claude. But she said, these, these bell snickers are going from house to house. They carry a branch. It just meant as a general warning, a, a, a holly branch. It looks much like these modern-day cinnamon brooms that so many people have in their homes. She said, Claude, keep it out of your, if you If you go back to a home, keep it. She goes, those are much too powerful. And she, Roberta Cross said, there's no cinnamon in those. She said, and I said, are they on the naughty list? And she said, Claude, we're using the naughty list just for this situation only. And I said, I'm sorry, Roberta. But she said that the Bell Snickles were going house to house across the world, dropping off elves on shelves, she said, which was a modern-day twist and some of these old, old elf you put on your shelf that watches your children to make sure they're good. And Roberta Claus said she, she didn't like this one bit. But the Bell Snickles seemed to be warning the world and telling people to keep up the good work. But, you know, she said she, she wasn't sure. But she said they don't seem to be doing any uh, actions other than warning people to behave. And she said, as far as they can tell, the consequences are only implied, which she said, you know, is quite worse than actually telling the consequences. She said they're not even hinting at the consequences. They're just saying the elves will be watching. Good day to you. And she said they seem to be giving out some sort of candy or some such thing. And I said, Roberta, what do you think of all this? And she said, this is some sort of long game, Claude. This isn't just about this Christmas. This Christmas is only the beginning, it seems. She said they, they must be trying to create some sort of tipping point in order. She's, I'm not 100% sure. I'm trying to observe the best I can, Claude. And I said, well, Roberta, what's our next step? What are we going, what are we going to do? And she said, well, we can't take every bell snickle. There's way too many bell snickles to take on. And, and you may say, who am I to question Roberta Claus? But I'll tell you, at the time, I, I, am just try I was just trying to help. I said, well, can't you do some sort of Santa action, Roberta? And we could go house to house and put them in some sort of Christmas reverse present delivery. Take the elves. Take the bell snickles. Well, we can help. We could use some the candy cane rain. And she said, well, that's out. And she said, we, she goes, without power from the North Pole, Claude, it, it, it would be just barely po po possible. I'm not even sure we could do it. And she goes, it's complicated. You don't know everything that goes into Christmas night, Christmas Eve, and 
We call it Christmas night because it starts on the eve. But she goes, it would be nearly impossible. And she goes, after that, we'd be powerless. And I can't tell what they're up to here. So we can't risk it. And I said, you're right, Roberta. This must be some sort of long game. They're setting things up. I said, do you think this is some sort of multi, multi? And then we were cut off. And right now, Spackle's telling Roberta, we're getting a call, a call in for help via the map. And I don't understand again where the technology and the magic or the, the power of Christmas meet. But I'll be back with another report as soon as soon as I know what's happening. This is Claudine, and again, we, I do, we, we, we had received that call, and it turned out it was a call coming in, a call, offer of assistance, and a call for assistance from some sort of sprite or gnome-type creature, is what it looked like. And it was a, a deciduous, no, it was the evergreen forest, we'll say it's a gnome, but I don't know, there was a lot of muttering, I was in the... You know, the sleigh has the front seat, and I was in back, leaning forward. And I said, Spackle, you know this guy? Spackle, was like, it's an evergreen. Spackle's a deciduous forest elf, Claude. This is an evergreen forest. Not an elf either. And it was up in the mountains, and we landed just at the edge of a mountain lake. And there, not far from the shore, was standing a creature... It was an evergreen creature, not a frightening creature at all. Uh, it was not a tree-based creature, though it did have evergreen. It seemed like, it was like, is that some sort of a, a camouflage, I'm assuming? Or peacock feathers, I don't know anything. At the time, I did not know. But it looked like a kindly, older, gnome-type uh, head larger than a human, a body... Uh, proportion a bit like a, a giant smurf i would say uh dark but but, but also uh, very androgynous i was still not sure and i guess uh, it, it, it could be genderless because it was some sort of unknown creature just but from the deciduous force and but we will say a gnome a gnome, I, I, I would bet Scooter would say. But Roberta, her language is always much nicer than mine. So we landed there by the lake, a few feet away from the creature, about 10, 15 feet away, to, you know, in order for not to be frightened by the sleigh. And behind the creature was a glimmering mountain lake, just frozen. And the mountain peaks were reflected in the lake. The lake was not covered in snow it was near mirror like it was beautiful it was breathtaking the air uh, the air had a chill to it and we settled the sleigh down and the three of us stepped out of the sleigh and roberta walked down near the lake shore to the creature and she said hello i'm roberta claus uh, what's your name for a sprite and she said, he said, in the creature, the forest sprite said, I am Nechirup. 
And uh, Roberta Cross said, I'm sorry. And he said, knit syrup. And I said, Roberta, it sounds like knit syrup. And the creature said, knit syrup. Yes. And Roberta Cross said, well, how can we help you knit syrup? And the creature the creature said, I want to help you, Roberta Claus. The Christmas star is waning. It's being clouded out, Roberta Claus. And Roberta Claus said, we, we know that, Nit Syrup. How can you help us? And Nit Syrup said, well, I want all the good children in the world. No, no, I, we don't, I don't want the bad children to take over for Christmas. Only the good children, Roberta. I want to help make sure all the children are good, just like you. And I, I, I don't know if it was the, the tone of the creature or my inability to read its facial features, but I felt like something was off. And we were still a few feet away from the creature, and Roberta leaned to me. And she said, Claude, go back to the sleigh next to the medical kit is a cookie tin, a bottomless cookie tin, Claude. Grab some cookies. And I said, which ones were? And she said, the cookie tin will know, Claude. Just go get the cookies. And Roberta leaned over to Spackle, and she said, Spackle, I want you to go into the evergreen forest, and I want you to find the evergreen forest elves, and whatever you need to promise them. I need you to bring back as many as you can to help us. And then Roberta started to walk down towards Net Syrup, Net Hesus, Net Syrup, or whatever the creature was called. Net Syrup, I think that was it. Hey, I'm a reporter, I'm checking my notes, you know. But Roberta said, Net Syrup, would you like a cookie? As she walked closer, and I caught up to Roberta. And she said, Claude, give me the cookies. And I handed the cookies, and I looked down, and they were little crisp, those green Christmas tree cookies with almost minuscule little candied, I presume they were candied ornaments, silver, little round and golden silver balls. And they were almost the perfect cookie for where they were for no uh, frosting to freeze. Which is that light green color with a sugary cookiness shining through it. And I could see Neha Syrup's eyes go wide. And Roberta walked a little bit closer. She was still about two armfuls away, arm lengths away from Neha Syrup. And as she reached out and got close to him, she dropped the cookie, the first cookie into the snow. And she said, oops, of course, I'm sorry. And Ned Hot Syrup said, oh, no, Roberta, I'll be a good, like a good child and I'll pick it up. But I noticed uh, Roberta called me over with her elbow. Or she gave an elbow, like, hurry up and get next to me. And Ned Hot Syrup, instead of bending at the waist, much at first I thought, well, this is an intelligent creature for its bending at the knees to pick the cookie up. Not bending forward or using its knee, its, I guess like its uh, squatting type muscles. 
But as it bent down, Roberta Claus hit me with her elbow and pointed at the gleaming lake, and in the lake was the reflection of Ned Hasserhub's back. And in that reflection, I could see an entirely different creature, which was weird to me. I said, it's a good thing Scooter is not doing this, because seeing the reflection of a creature on the back of another creature, it makes it, it boggled my mind. I could not make sense of it. And at first I tried to figure out, but it was some sort of some sort of face that looked much more devious than the creature facing us, and much more ominous. And its eyes were glaring at its own reflection in the lake. And my heart leapt. I wondered if it could see me, but it could not. It was too busy staring at it, glaring at itself, staring and glaring. And Roberta said, stay calm, Claude. And then there was a rumble behind us, like a, a long, distant rumble, and it almost felt like the ground shook. Roberta said, don't, don't turn around, Claude, just stay calm again. And there was something about her voice and the factuality of it. It wasn't in order to stay calm. And it wasn't a reassurance telling me, you know, to remain calm. But something about it calm. And she handed another cookie to Ned Hasserab. She said, here's another cookie. And Ned Hasserab gobbled the cookies down and kind of made the kind of sounds a strangely shaped creature would make as it gobbles cookies with joy. And it said, oh, oh, good. And, and, and Roberta said, Oh, those are very dry cookies, aren't they, Claude? Claude, go back to the sleigh and fetch some hot cocoa, won't you? And she goes below the sleigh near the engines is always warm, but never scolding cocoa dispenser. Just go down there under the sleigh and, and pour a few cups of cocoa for the three of us. Right there under the sleigh, near the warm cocoa dispenser, Claude. Stay there, she whispered to me. And then I noticed as I got ready to turn around that Roberta was slowly moving her hand full of cookies, holding one between her thumb and her forefinger making slow movements, and Ned Hustrup's eyes and his body moved with the cookie. And as I went to turn, as I turned to walk to the sleigh, Roberta said, Now, Ned Hustrup, how can you help us on our quest to save Christmas? And the creature said, oh, Roberta, I'm so excited. I want, you know, there's the, I was thinking I could help you with a good list for children. And we could keep a watch on all the children and make sure they're doing good things instead of bad things. And Roberta said, well, I lament to tell you, it seems that's already started with this, uh, the Secret Santa. Have you heard of the Secret Santa, Ned Hasserup? 
Oh, Roberta. Roberta, you, you should come down to the shore with me and let's look into this gleaming lake in the mountains around us. Come, and, and I think you may be able to use your magic to help find out more about this secret sand and see the vision I'm talking about. And uh, now, uh, after that, I turned to walk back to the sleigh, and I saw up the mountain coming at us. Something that normally would have given me the chills if I didn't have the reverse of the chills, uh, the confidence instilled in me, or the, I, I, I don't know the word to describe it, countenance, I don't know. But I saw straight out of a cartoon a giant snowball rolling and growing, headed towards Roberta Claus in the sleigh and I. That wasn't at a level that was insane. It was barely uh, bigger than myself at the time, but I now knew why Roberta told me to get near the cocoa dispenser. And I, I had to do to follow what she said. And they said, well, maybe there's a hose or something. This is part of Roberta's plan. So I climbed under the sleigh. And you wouldn't believe it, all the, the inventiveness of the, the Christmas elves and Santa Claus. And who, I think Roberta had planned on using this Christmas to talk about scientific advancements she had made with the sleigh. But right by the engine, near one of the cooling manifolds, was a hot cocoa dispenser. And it had a little place for dispensing, but now is not the time to be describing dispensers. And Roberta, she looked from under the sleigh. After, you know, I said, she's called to leave these mugs alone. It's interesting how they're stored here. And she was still navigating a dance with Ned House Syrup. She was trying to get Nethauser up to turn around, and Nethauser was trying to get her to walk around, and Roberta was waving the cookies. And the, the giant snowball was rolling towards them. And at some point it got closer and closer, the snowball. It was rumbling, and Roberta acted like she had no idea it was coming. But I was not afraid. I, I, there was some part about me that felt as placid as the, the lake. Or maybe my fear was frozen in a... But, but the ball was coming. And at some point even Nithas Syrup became enamored and started to giggle. And Roberta Claus said, what's so funny? He said, oh no, nothing, Roberta, don't worry, soon... We won't be worried one such thing or something. And then Roberta said, I, 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 I'm getting some snow dust. And she faked the worst fake sneeze I've ever seen. And as she sneezed, she threw the rest of her cookies in the air. She, this, I said, what kind of training are they doing at the North Pole? For as the cookies flew up, so did Ned Hasserup's attention. And Ned Hasserup chased after the cookies as they, they seemed to pause in the air. 
and I say I would not doubt if that was some sort of Santa magic. Roberta Claus dove and rolled like a Jason Bourne, a Jacinda Bourne, and rolled out of the way, and the giant snowball came and rolled right over. Nethasserup, it was smooshed right onto Nethasserup's face and rolled and stopped right at the side of the lake. And Roberta Claus said, Claude, come quick with the, with the syrup. And she dusted herself off, and she walked down to the snowball about twelve feet high, perfectly round, but for one lump sticking out of it, but pressed into the snow. Was a circleish oval of Netha Syrup's face. And I brought two mugs of cocoa to Roberta, and she had a sip. She said, Claude, do yourself a favor and have a sip, and then hold the cocoa. And then she took her mug and dumped it into the lake in some of the water. melted away, and she reached her cup into the ice-cold water, threw it in the air above the snowball, blew on it, and I did hear something that sounded like wind chimes. And then an icy rain surrounded the giant snowball and turned it into a solid mass of ice. And then Roberta said, so, Some cocoa for our guests, Claude. And the only thing not frozen was the face of Nethas Syrup. And Roberta said, don't worry, this, I know what I'm doing. She said, give, give Nethas Syrup a little, a little cocoa. And Nethas Syrup said, oh, so, so sorry about that, Roberta. So sorry about the accident. My, my worst half there, it was all my worst half's idea. And Roberta said, here, have a little more now, Nethas Syrup. You'll be trapped now. And not long after that, through the edge of the forest came Spackle. Trailing behind Spackle were hundreds and hundreds of uh, elves. Again, Spackle-type elves, though slightly different in build. But that's not important right this second. And Roberta said, uh, were you planning on uh, freezing me in the lake or trapping me in the lake or a giant snowball in that house syrup? And he said, "Well, we're, we, 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 we were, Roberta. We, we were. We wanted to save Christmas from you. We don't think you or Santa have been doing a very good job with the children of the world." And Roberta said, "Your tone has changed, Ned Hasser, or should I say, Perchton? Yes, I know it's you. The two of you." And I said, "Roberta, who is Perchton?" And she said, well, Perchton's a two-faced Christmas. Christmas, she goes, it's not a spirit, it's a Christmas rogue. And Nethasser made a, what is it I called, a strawberry. And Roberta said, Christmas trickster. Two-faced, but no two, never, neither side of Perchton could be satisfied, for one side looks for the bad in children, and one side looks for the good, but the side looking for the good will never be satisfied, will you, Nedha Syrup? 
And she, the creature says, well, there's always good to be done, Robert. And it was weird talking to a giant snowball creature at this point. And Roberta said, so are you working with uh, Secret Santa? In person, syrup or whatever the creature said, uh, I'll never tell, Roberta, for tattletales go on the naughty list. And Roberta turned to me and she said, Now, Claude, you see Purchison here. He's a fearmonger, making the children always wonder the children of the past. Am I good and am I a bad child? Or am I a not good enough child? For Purchison can never be pleased. The children would always question themselves whether they were good or bad. But you know, Claude, what I always say is, what a question I would want, is it, am I going to have one cookie or two? And with that, Roberta popped her Christmas tree cookie into her mouth, and she flipped one to me like it was a giant half dollar off her thumb. And she said, it is a bottomless cookie tin. I wonder how many cookies we could eat while we're sitting here, Claude. And, uh, oh, look, my hot cocoa's refilled itself. How about yours? And we had some cocoa. And I could tell the scent was strong, and the forest elves were still slowly approaching. And Roberta said, I just need to know a little th few things about a secret Santa. Just, just one or two things. And you could have a few cookies. Uh, one cookie per answer. And Purston seemed to consider it, but, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And even trying, you could see the creature trying to wiggle itself out to confront its other half. And I could swear I almost heard some mumbling coming through it. And then Roberta brought a cookie close. Not close enough to tease, but close enough. And she said, here, I want to give you this cookie. Just, just help me a little bit. And finally, Nethouse Syrup uh, seemed to brace it. Secret Santa, Roberta. Secret Santa, it's in the name the answers you seek. I cannot tattle on Secret Santa. But Secret Santa's a bit like me. Cookie, please. And Roberta... Placed the cookie in Asterp's mouth and stepped back, and she it seemed like her muscles relaxed, and still I was confused. And she turned to me, and she said, Secret Santa, Santa's secret. What could that be? And I said, Roberta, does Santa Claus have a secret? And she said, it depends on how you define secret, but I think I have a... She goes, I think I might have something we can go on, Claude. But we're going to need help in her. She raised her voice for the forest elves had just come. The evergreen forest elves of the mountain. Again, I'm not... I, I was just observing at the time. I'm actually here recording under the sleigh. You would believe how good the acoustics are under here. And any time I feel like the story, my storytelling's not going well, I put my my cheek against the... At first, I was afraid to put my cheek against the hot cocoa dispenser. But Roberta said, never scolding. It's always comforting and warm. 
But Roberta said, we're going to need your help for ourselves. And I know Senate used to have a rigorous program for North Pole elves, and it, you, some of you may have felt like it was exclusive or exclusionary. But I need help from the elves of the world. I need all of you to help save Christmas. So the standards for the elf program are about to be changed. One could say they're being relaxed, but they're merely being redefined. All is I need to know is, will you help me? For I think I may have a plan that will not only in the long term help the forests and the forest elves and the woods elves and the jungle elves and the riparian elves, I think it will help everyone. But more than that, when this secret sin is done with the human children of the world, I'm not sure where this force will stop. For the secret Santa seems to have a different idea of the natural order of things, a much stricter idea than the one that grows in the loamy organic soil of your forests. So I need to know if all of you will help me. And without question, all of the hand. Well, there was a few that went, uh, that didn't even grow up. They just started walking back to the woods. But the hands went up. And Roberta said, good. For we have some elves uh, to, on the shelves to deal with and many more things soon, so soon, my children. And I won't forget this day that you have joined forces with the North Pole. And then Roberta was about, it seemed like she was going to make one last point, but then Perchin kind of uh, uh, burped and said, another cookie. And then Roberta said, thank you, thank you. And then she said, Claude, give Perchin two more cookies, one for each side. And then, and then we'll be off. And I said, where, Roberta? And she said, don't worry. And I said, I have, Roberta, you, when you, she said, Claude, go prepare the sleigh. And so I'm going to cut off this broadcast because I'm supposed to be preparing the sleigh. I really, she's still talking to the forest elves over there. Seems like she's doing a meet and greet. And when she has her head back turned, some of the elves are throwing snowballs at Perchton, which I don't think is very nice. But they're not hard. They're poof, those poofy mountain snowballs. So anyway, we'll be back soon. This is Claude Neon reporting. Good night. Alright, thank you for iTunes reviews or it's looking at podcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, good night from Lilith Eve CM. Thank you, and good night, SD404. Simply put, SD404 sounds like a cleaner. The cleaning and sleepy power of SD404. 
Isn't that one of those formulas? Yeah, what do you you got in your SD card? Formula 404. Keeps my SD cards clean. A scooter that's full of spyware. Oh, whoops. But simply put, the podcast works. Thank you, SD 404. Uh, Nana AM at Nona. AM Nonum. Nanam. Says it's an excellent app. Uh, this app is fantastic. Always focused. Can't stop thinking. Whatever's on my mind. Uh, this cures the problem. Funny musings, me and mental wanderings. Uh, get me off my focused thoughts. Thank you. Uh, Joe Flo says it's sleepy time. I don't know if that's if you're related to Flo Joe, the famous Olympian. But Joe Flo, that also sounds like it could be a cleaner. Hey, is your sink collect? Have you tried any Joe Flow? Well, what's Joe Flow? Well, I got this friend. Her name's Joe. She's got a she 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 has a rubbery bones, so she just sticks her hand down my sink. She's thin and has rubbery bones. Like remember when you used to soak a chicken bone in vinegar and then she she was born like that. Strangest thing. That's that uh, Joe Flow. Uh, by today. You mean rent it today? Well, user service today. The flow, Joe Flow. The arm that unclogs. Uh, but Joe Flow says that sleep is an important part of the day. And current sleeping arrangements are not ideal. But thanks to the magician of sleep. Oh, maybe she do. She might listen to another podcast. The magician of sleep. I, I, I got to use that. Uh, she's able to get into a comfortable state of mind. Thank you, Joe Flo. Uh, Pirate Jane says it's a must-have if you can't sleep. Most effective thing used. The voice and meandering story. Send her into slumber. Thank you, Pirate Jane. Uh, LK on 24 really helps them sleep. And then we have It Works by Chelton 1977. After a couple of weeks, they've started relaxing as soon as they hear my voice. And they love how I sleep in, sleep in sleepy words or say bore, bore, bore. It works. Thanks, Scooter. And they find my voice extra soothing. And then a Canadian friend, EHDNX, JBSBFKSKFBSBS. E Dinks, Jesvex, Sevafugs. Good old E Jinx, Sega Six, Jugafugs. That's one of my favorite. I think, we, did you go to a dance with me one time? I think I used to call you Jinx, Jinx Alina, but from Canada. It works on the first try. Thank you. And over on Twitter, I want to say goodnight and uh, sleep tight to uh, Juanita, uh, Andrea G. Thank you. For introducing, hopefully it works on one. Hopefully you don't see or this because you're sleeping. I want to say goodnight to Lulu. Oh, Lulu. Uh, congratulations on your move. Uh, goodnight to Babs. Goodnight to Sully. I, I'm glad Sully had a nice... He went to L.A. And he went for a hike. At first he didn't get, get a hike invite, but he did eventually. Runyon Canyon, I think. Unless he had a case of the Runyons from too many Funyons. Uh, Mary uh, Go, Mary Beth, thank you. Lady Jane, thank you so much. Hopefully, Benny, you can test out the podcast. 
Sammy, I hope you're happy. Uh, MYK, what's up, buddy? Thank you, night. Uh, Cat Gray, good night. Ochre Town, aka Nardy Three, good night. Go sleep tight. Uh, Mike T, good night. Uh, Char 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 Charlie Charlea Unicorn, good old. Uh, what was your old nickname? Now you're an annoying dog. There's no annoying dogs. Uh, Kim J B, thank you and good night. Uh, Kelly S, Lisa K, Lori S, good night. Uh, Young Summer, did you check out the podcast? Good night. Office Party Bear, have a good sl- 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 winter slumber. K Files, uh, Nick, hopefully you checked out the podcast, buddy. Illusionoid, which one of you Illusionoiders listens to this podcast? Good night. Fiver Jane, good night. Thanks for the review. I just connected that here. Uh, Jennifer D and her boyfriend, good night to both of you. Uh, Ella, good night. Francis, good night. S.A. Brown, good night. Uh, Zachary S., good night. Emily, good night. Lida, good night. Uh, Janelle and Larray, or Janelle and Larray, good night. Adam, good night. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to say good night to Judith and Penny, Amanda, Laura, Adrian, uh, Allison, Alexandra, Babs and Nick, Ahab's wife, uh, Jane H. Uh, I want to say good night to Whitney. Well, I've actually talked to Whitney, but I, I'm talking to, now. I'm recording for Thursday. So it's a message from the future. Good night. Uh, Aaron and Cole, good night. Uh, uh, Jillian, good night. Catherine, good night. Bex, good night. Rebecca, good night. Summer, good night. Judith, good night. Brittany, good night. Cass, good night. Andy Tastic, I gotta say goodnight to you. Melissa D from uh, New York Magazine, good night again. And then everybody on YouTube, I can't, it's my fault, but my phone won't. I should have brought another device to do my thank yous, but good night. I'll be, good night, all of you. Sleep tight. Good night.